0: Today's sponsor is Datadog, a real-time monitoring platform that unifies metrics, logs, and distributed traces from your cloud containers and orchestration software. Datadog's container-centric monitoring features allow you to track the health and performance of your dynamic container environment. The container map provides a bird's-eye view of your container fleet, and the live container view searches, groups, and filters your containers with any criteria – like tags, pods, or workspaces. To start monitoring your container clusters, sign up for a free trial today, and Datadog will send you a free T-shirt. Visit datadog.com slash container dash cloudcast to get started. That's datadog.com slash container dash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Another Sunday perspective show as we continue to move through December 2022, getting very close to the end of the year, uh, last couple of weeks of the year. Hope everybody's doing well, and hope everybody's starting to wrap up so they can uh, spend some time uh, with family and and around the holiday season. So um, what I want to cover this week is something that uh, came out about a month ago, Um, You and one of the things that if you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard us say this a lot, um, while it's always important to you know, follow the technologies and keep up with the technologies that are happening in our industry, it is equally as important and sometimes more important to be able to follow the money, understand, uh, you know, how money is flowing into the industry, uh, where the people that invest in the industry are are putting their money, what their perspective is on things, both short term and long term. And, you know, so oftentimes, well, we get a lot of uh, we get hung up a lot with, hey, this company raised a round of funding, or uh, this company acquired somebody. You know, it's also sort of good to look at uh, the way the venture capitalists uh, are are looking at the market, uh, what they're putting out from a public perspective, um, see how well it aligns with what you see in the market. And so one that came out this year that we we kind of follow is uh, is a company called Battery Ventures, one of the well-known uh, VC firms out of Silicon Valley. They put out their uh, state of open cloud 2022. So really kind of cloud computing and open source, kind of a, a blending of the two of those things, um, you know, and looking at both the, the macroeconomic of the market as well. As a lot of the companies that that fall within that domain, which you know is is pretty much kind of where we are as an industry, or where where the show is as a podcast. And so, what I thought I would do is both kind of look at what's in their report. It's about a month old, and uh, you know they 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 published it right before a lot of the the really big companies started doing some layoffs. So, you know, there may be some things in there that that maybe they may want back a little bit. But you know, in general, as I dig through it. Um, You know, and I think about it as, you know, what, what do they see in terms of the market right now, but also, uh, you know, what, what are the things that they see in the market that they're they're talking about in the market could be relevant in 2023. So almost somewhat of a, you know, prediction, kind of a looking forward type of thing. So I thought I would do that. Um, I thought I would do that, uh, you know, as today's um, Sunday perspective, and we'll do that right after the break. It's our mission to give IT pros a break. So here it is. it was longer. But to keep saving IT pros time and money, we only paid for a 30-second ad. From racks and PDUs to backup power, Eaton and Triplight have joined forces to bring more sanity to your day every day. Visit eaton.com slash audio today. Today's show is sponsored by Cloud Zero. For software-driven companies focused on growing margins, CloudZero is the only cloud cost intelligence platform that puts engineering in control by connecting technical decisions to business results. By analyzing cloud services like AWS and Snowflake, CloudZero provides real-time cost insights that help you maximize margins. Engineering teams can answer critical questions like, who are my most expensive customers? How much does this specific feature cost our business? What's the cost impact of re-architecting this application? With cost anomaly alerts via Slack, product-specific data views, and granular engineering context that makes it easy to investigate any cost, CloudZero is your complete cloud cost intelligence platform, connecting the dots between high-level trends and individual line items. Join companies like Drift, Rapid7, and SeatGeek by visiting cloudzero.com cloudcast to get started today. That's cloudzero.com. And we're back. And, oh, uh, well, yeah, first thing, I want to thank everybody for, for being patient with the, uh, the bad audio quality that we had last, uh, this last Wednesday show. I know I mentioned it. I uh, had a couple of people reach out and sort of go like, hey, what was going on? Um, apologize for that. I just did not bring my good microphone. I was on the road this week and, uh, you know, recorded with a set of just sort of the standard uh, sort of Apple headset um, microphone. So apologize for that quality. Hopefully this, this week and going forward will be much better. So as we look at this report and the link to is in the show notes, um, there's a couple of real basic things that you're always looking for, right? You're looking for do VCs who obviously, you know, have a, a big stake in, in in these companies as much as the owners and the employees and, and, and customers and so forth. You know, what's their general tone? That's sort of the first thing we always look for in this. And I think for the most part, um, at least from a battery, battery ventures perspective, um, they're still fairly bullish, right? I think everybody is – kind of, uh, you know, coming to the rationalization that the last two or three years, while they've been uh, incredibly difficult on people, also created uh, a pretty amazing, well, I mean, amazing is the right word, but uh, a pretty large uh, sort of bubble uh, for the the tech industry. And so while you see a lot of countries and, and economists talking about inflation from a consumer perspective, that, you know, maybe you know, high single digits to double digits in different places around the world, uh, you know, the inflation that basically was happening, uh, value inflation, uh, at least on paper, uh, you know, for the tech industry was was enormous. I mean, 20, 30, 40 X, maybe what it normally is. So, you know, a lot of them are really trying to rationalize, um, you know, what's been happening over the last Year basically, and and a lot of it boils down to, in the simplest sense of things, really two things. Number one, companies are really kind of coming back to pre-COVID levels in terms of of where they are, just in terms of valuations. And so there's some interesting charts within the within the report, you know. And the second thing is, you know, there's this sort of realization that the last two or three years, uh, between really low interest rates and the massive amounts of money that government agencies and entities pumped into the economy, drove you know crazy valuations. And those valuations are all sort of again. Coming back to really kind of pre-COVID levels, and and even to a certain extent, kind of pre-COVID levels for things like hiring and and, and sort of number of people that are within the within the industry. So, um, you know, it's it's one of these things where you look at it and you go, yes, it feels like things are tougher these days, and there's a lot of charts that look like they're they're sort of going down into the right, instead of going up into the right. But really, we're kind of getting back to. You know, the health of what 2018 and 2019 looked like as opposed to 2020 through 2022, really. So it's, it's, it's less of sort of a cratering that we saw in, in previous iterations, but at the same time again, people are now going okay well this is this is the new normal this is this is sort of where we 're kind of getting back to um, sort of stabilizing around that. The second thing that you really see is you know a lot of you're going to hear a lot of talk about kind of good growth versus growth where you know how do you how do you grow companies, how do you grow revenue, um, and what does that look like and you know I think we we had very much a you know, kind of grow at all costs because the cost of growth was was so incredibly cheap. Um, and, you know, there was a huge kind of winner take- all mentality that happened, you know, just pre-pandemic, but but throughout the pandemic, um you know you saw a lot of companies who, who had made investments in in certain things were able to to take advantage of those, but in in a lot of cases, you know, kind of overplayed their hand to a certain extent. That what was happening during the pandemic was going to happen forever, right? It was going to become the new normal, um, and so I think we're seeing a lot of you know kind of rationalization. Unfortunately, that usually ends up being. You know, with some layoffs and with some hard times, uh, but but sort of rationalization to get back to good growth, right? Like growing uh, with good, solid products. Um, you know, making deals with customers that are beneficial to both of them. Um, you know, not giving away the farm, uh, not getting into you know sort of buying buying the market at all costs. Those sort of things. So we're going to see a lot of that and uh, you know the other thing we're seeing is is sort of the the valuation of companies um, or what are sometimes called software multiples so uh, you know wh- what is the what is the value of your company from a like a stock equity perspective versus you know the amount of revenue that you're generating so let's say your company's generating 10 million dollars of revenue but, your you know your valuation is fifty times that revenue. You know those were some of the crazy numbers we saw during the pandemic and we often see during um, you know boom times. We're really seeing it back to like 10x and below levels, and those really are kind of conservative numbers. I mean, in in, in most healthy times, you see software numbers being, you know, 20, 25x. Um, you know, they'll call it 20x. We're now seeing it sort of down, even below 10x uh, multiples. And so, what that sort of says is, you know, we're going to expect to see, uh, you know, investors and. Uh, are going to expect to see sort of more good growth. Um, growth is sustainable um, growth that they can see and be predictable quarter over quarter. Uh, but the other part of it that we're going to see is it's it's really, you know, having brought down the, the quote unquote valuation. And again, this is where you see a lot of companies that are, you know, touted as unicorns and decacorns and all these sort of things. You know, their valuations are going to get um, kind of reevaluated to a certain extent, depending on if they're taking on new funding and so forth. But you're going to potentially see you know, some companies who you would never thought would have gotten acquired because their valuation was, was you know, was way high and, and those seem sort of out of control, um, you know, maybe become acquisition targets in 2023 or even early 2024 as either they, you know, burn through their cash and they're not able to raise funding at another level that's acceptable to everybody in the market or, you know, some of the larger companies look at them and go, you know, they're really, they're really a, a good value at this point and, and they can be, Uh, you know, valuable in in building their portfolio. So I think we're going to see some of that. Uh, We may see a, you know, kind of a boom in in acquisitions uh, that we haven't seen necessarily a whole lot over the last couple of years because valuations have gotten so crazy. Now, you know the other thing that is kind of in this report uh, lots of companies as we 've seen over the last couple of months we've you know talked about a little bit in Cloud news of the week, uh, a lot of companies evaluating their hiring levels their their worker levels, um, and to a certain extent their you know their buying levels their cost levels, so you know this is normal again, getting back to you know, kind of the getting away from the craziness that we've had the last two or three years, getting back to something that's sustainable, um, you know, fits the business that fits the core of their business, what they can do repeatedly and, and differentiate themselves over and over again versus kind of a lot of these, you know, moonshot kind of projects that got hired, you know, that got funded and hired and so forth. So we're going to see a lot of normalization through that. Um, know, I mentioned, you know, we may see some acquisitions, you know, the thing that the other thing that you cannot keep in mind though, is you know, a lot of, while we've seen a lot of headlines about job cuts, um, a lot of them have been more headlines of like this company and this company and this company and this company. And you sort of go, oh, wow, it seems like all these companies are cutting jobs and maybe the the sky is falling. And, but the reality is most of the cuts uh, aside from a few, right? So maybe something like Twitter gets a lot of headlines and, but most of them have been, um, a pretty reasonable number. And I, I don't like to use reasonable as a number with, with job cuts, cause we're talking about individuals and people and their jobs and families. But when the numbers are like 10% or below those numbers, aren't really unreasonable, especially given the amount of ramp up that happened over the last three or four years. So, um, you know, if you, if you go back a decade or, you know, 15 years and you, and you, you talk to any sort of, you know, business school professor or anybody who's kind of been around sustainable businesses, they'd say, look, you know, you probably have five, six, you know, let's say 5% every year that you could create an attrition uh, situation for just because those people aren't, you know, they're not cutting it. They're not getting enough work done for you or the quality of work that you want done. So, you know, be cautious when you see a lot of companies, uh, you know, names in the paper for headlines of, you know, so-and-so cut jobs and really sort of look at the, the number of jobs. Cause I, I think what we've seen at this point is, um, not unreasonable numbers for a correction. Um, you know, it's again, they've been more single digit numbers, except for a few unique cases than um, you know, then, uh, you know some things, and again, we never want to see people out of work. And I know Aaron talked about in Cloud News of the Week a couple of weeks ago. Um, somebody put together a really good spreadsheet that includes jobs that are hiring. So, um, you know, the market is not sort of uh, you know cratering out. We're seeing we're just sort of seeing movement again, movement to rationalize what's best for certain businesses and best for certain skills and and things like that. As we as I kind of go through more of what's in the what's in the report, uh, a couple other things jump out at me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think we're seeing more and more data that's telling us that, um, you know, while there's a lot of really great software companies out there, um, the ones that are software companies but are also offering cloud services so we've talked about mongo and confluent and elastic and you know red hat and vmware and and a lot of others are beginning to do this Um, we're seeing for the ones that have been in this business for three four five years we're now beginning to see the growth rates of those um you know on bigger installed bases not just like early early days but like multiple years into it uh those growth rates are now three four five x what the software business is and sometimes the software business is still bigger um you know, but we're starting to see that become uh, really accreditive for the business, and so I think we'll continue to see um, software businesses starting to say, "Hey, I at least have to have some sort of cloud offering uh, for what I do, not just be in a marketplace, but be in cloud offerings," because the data is beginning to back up that uh, you know that's a it's a really strong way to grow the business, and obviously it aligns very well with. Um, You know, the part of IT spend that wants to be in the cloud, wants to be on demand, wants to be, uh, you know, delivered as a service and so forth. I think we'll continue to see that as a growing trend. A couple other things that were I thought were interesting, and then I'll kind of wrap up. Um, you know, first one was you know they mentioned, and this, this seems very obvious, but um, you know we're seeing cloud providers, the three big three cloud providers, plus you know a couple three four others, um, continue to grow. Uh, you know they're they're still growing at multi billion dollar rates. Uh, we're seeing you know 40 percent growth still on you know tens and tens of billions of dollars of growth. So um, you know I know there was probably a lot of question about. You know, can they continue to grow at the rate they are? Um, and and as of right now, they are right now. What'll be interesting is, you know, a lot of these were able to make investments. Uh, you know, the the you know billion dollar, multi billion dollar per quarter when interest rates were lower. Um, and you know, as they become bigger and bigger parts of Microsoft's business, it's now you know fifty percent of Microsoft's business. Um, you know, it's in the cloud. It's you know, it's a huge revenue driver for. Uh, AWS, maybe a little less uh, for Google. Um, you know, are they still able to continue to make these you know, huge capex investments, or you know, are the capex investments also blended uh, with the bigger company? So, um, you know, still an open-ended question. But you know, we have seen, um, you know, and even you know, continue to see even in the last couple of years of economic kind of up and down. Um, those companies are continuing to grow, continue to begin to be more profitable. Um, so, you know, expect to see that business continue to be uh, very, very robust. And then the last piece is, um, uh, you know, I think we're, you know, we always have to come back, kind of come back to historically, like we talk a lot about innovation, uh, you know, being a driver and digital transformation, but, you know, productivity is, is always something that businesses are looking at. And, and even when times get tough, um, you know, we've seen some people get laid off again, unfortunate, um software and technology typically kind of fill that gap uh, especially as businesses really can be more productive so um software has a nice you know software is not immune from um you know, economic downturns or even inflation or, or whatever. Uh, but, but software and technology do tend to be able to both fill the gap for driving innovation, but also driving productivity. And so I think, you know, we'll continue to see, you know, pretty healthy growth, um, you know, of those projects, they will get scrutinized a little more. They will be looking for return or, um, you know, impact on a shorter basis than maybe they were before. So uh, for those of you that are that are in the selling business, make sure you have your story straight and you're able to talk about um, you know how to get to value uh, technical value or business value very quickly. And then the last thing if you're reading the report, and I think it's a it's a good report to read. um the second half of the report is really interesting. Um, so the first half of the report is very much sort of a state of the market. Um, second half of the report is very interesting if you are either you know a business, uh, you know you're on the selling side of things. You're a vendor, um, but you're looking maybe looking at your partners. you're looking at the vendors that you buy from. Um, they really do a good job of breaking down not just you know what technologies are winning, but what's the what's the winning go to market formula? What's the winning organizational formula for companies? Um, you know it's it's no longer just, uh, you know, we make a product, we sell a product, we hope to have a long-term contract. Uh, there's a really broad spectrum from, you know, SaaS offerings, product-led growth, uh, kind of a blend of software and SaaS. Uh, you know, how do you how do you go to market? How much of its free trials? How much of its, you know, tiered kind of pricing and so forth? And so, if you're into, you know, not just is the technology interesting? Does it solve a technology problem? But, um, you know, how are how are the winning companies? The companies that are growing the best? The ones that are showing sustainability? You know, how are they organized for success? And what are the trends in how that works, which obviously is something that the VCs play a big role in in terms of you know trying to to bring their knowledge to and, and try and do repeatably. Uh the second half of the report, um, if you skip the first half of it because you go, oh, well, it's just predictions. The second half is really interesting. And I think um, you know, it's something that, you know, as you're evaluating your vendors and um, you know, depending on what your role is in this industry, uh, something to definitely take a look at and and look at, you know, are we aligned to the things that seem to be best practices? Are we aligned to the things that seem to be fairly legacy? Um you know, and kind of get a sense of how far are you from good versus how, how close are you to, you know, struggling, those types of things. So um, I would definitely, if anything, recommend the second half of the report. Um, it, it, you know, it's something that if you're not in the industry and you're not, um, you know, you're not on the selling side of the industry, it may not be, it may not seem as uh critical for you to review. But I think as you're thinking about the vendors you're working with, um, it is always important to not only understand do they make interesting technology, but are they doing the things that is going to help them sustain the business? Um, Because, you know, as you're looking at your vendor relationships, the risk that a vendor brings to you or doesn't bring to you, um, I think those are just as important. Um, you know, so it's you know, kind of goes back to the old adage of it's important to follow the technology, but it's also important to follow the money. And I think the second half of the report does a really nice job of that. So, anyways, um, with that, I'm going to kind of wrap it up. Uh, not a real, real long sighted perspective, but I thought this was a very interesting report um, in terms of you know where are we in the industry for the people that are putting money into these industry, essentially making bets on this. Um, And, uh, you know, where, where does the money look like it's going? You know, where does it look like it's going faster? Where does it look like it's slowing down? Where does it look healthy? Where does it look unhealthy? Um, and so, you know, it's good for us to, you know, especially this time of year as we're moving into the next year, people are working on budgets, they're making forecasts, they're making predictions, um, you know, to have some, some ability to come back and, and, and anchor it in something, um, you know, so with that, I'll kind of wrap it up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we are getting very close to the end of the year. I think we've got about five or six shows left for the year. A um, couple of really fun ones, typically ones we do every year: year-end wrap-up predictions. A couple of good, a uh, couple of couple of good guest interviews left for the year. So don't uh, don't. Um, you know, don't go away. Uh, We will have lots for you to listen to. If you're uh, wanting to get away from your family for the holidays, or you just, you know, you're going to be traveling or whatever, we'll have plenty for you uh, both Wednesdays and Sundays. So with that, I'll wrap it up and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.